Roll the intro. Figure out what I want to eat for the... <laughs> Bing, bop, oh! 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 He shook it. He liked it. That wasn't so hard. That wasn't so hard, was it? Messi's up on a hue. I'm just going to want to call me up for my dancing. <laughs> How long did that take? It's over! Shut it down! It's under one hour before English got the better of us. Messi's up on the hill, that's why you want to say up on Messi. Do you speak any English? Do you speak any English? I'm not sure that's a, a good way to start each and every show, but good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Chris, how are you? What's up, my man? I'm good. Hello, do, everybody. Do you speak any English? Some. Some. What's up? And welcome back to another lab session here with your favorite lab kids, B1 and B2. Let's check in. How are you, Chris? I'm good. It's been a busy week. Uh, it's that time of year, Christmas time, Ooh. so everyone's schedules is jumping around. We've got kids, mm. teacher-only days, holidays coming up. We've got some planning, gift buying, all that jazz, work dues, birthdays. Teacher-only days. And you have to stay home, one of you, to look after the kids, have to take leave for that kind of thing? I mean, if you can't plan anything, but thank God for grandparents. Oh, let's go. Yeah, so we sent some packing. Yes, sir. Very nice. Birthdays? Well, what you talking about birthdays? Got any shout outs? Yes, the boss's birthday at home, which we celebrated, Ooh-wee. which was really good. And someone else, you. What about Kylie's birthday? Who? Oh, what? Hey, it's not my birthday. I thought you said the boss's birthday at home. I thought you were referring to one of the two kids. My son, oh, yeah. That's a good one. No? No, thank God. Middle of the year. No. But you also had a birthday. Yes, I did. I turned the ripe old age of 20, 39. Damn! On Tuesday. No. Sorry. No. 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 Sorry, man. No. 39? No, you will not make me feel... I'm not trying to make like you feel anything. 39 is not the best age to be. Old enough to be young and young enough to be old. If you don't know how that works, then clearly your mind is in the gutter where what? it belongs. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I turned 20. <laughs> <laughs> I turned 39 on Tuesday. Had a great Sheesh. celebration with family and friends. Got me a few nice presents. Um, yeah, no, I finally bought, got myself got given to me got myself a uh, ps5 and a brand new tv by my missus wow my missus knew i was looking to buy some of that stuff you know secondhand marketplace that's me trade me auctions i live on that on that stuff eh? but i talk about it too much and my missus like don't talk about it be about it you want it you go get it boy and if you don't get it i'm gonna get it and you know what that means boy got got that she goes to the shop and will just buy whatever they tell her to buy and then bring it back and she'd be like I told you to go get it now you've got it shut up that's very dangerous but you knew what was yes yes but I'm very grateful because I got me a brand new Sony Bravia 65 inch TV a brand new PlayStation 5 and she also told me that that's a birthday Christmas and Valentine's present all that wow she got her dips in yes she very did very smart very, very grateful. But yeah, no, 39 years old. Um, people keep asking me, how do you feel about turning old? I don't feel like I turned old. Do they say that? On my birthday. Do they say turn old? Well, I can't remember the, recall the specific conversation and the words that they used. But how do you feel now that you're 39? 
Like I don't feel anything changes overnight. This is true. I grow old constantly. You know, some days I feel forty nine, and some days I feel nineteen. And you know what they say: you're only as young as the woman they see you trying to talk to. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I'm not trying to talk to nobody. What am I? And um, it's kind of a perfect thing leading into Christmas. Like, my, you know, Christmas music kind of warms your heart. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Christmas. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. Is it? Yes. Oh. Everyone's happy at Christmas. Oh. Okay, yeah. I mean, if you get in <laughs> deep enough. <laughs> yes. But back in the day, I used to work through Christmas. And people used to say, you know, don't you want to take any time off? And I used to say, um, A, is that at the time I didn't have any kids. And I felt like if I took the time off, that didn't allow the people who did have kids to take the time off because there'd be no one at work, you see. And so I thought like I was doing them a solid. Tell you what, you guys, all your parents, all you parents take leave. And me and these dudes will, um, yeah, we'll work the office and cover us well. And then when school start back, then we'll take leave. yeah. But the other part of me is that every Grinch, everyone who hates Christmas, everyone who doesn't want to be at work, won't be at work. The only, only the people that are happy to work through Christmas are there. And those were some of the best times at my work was that people would come with food from their, their family thing the day before. We had people from our office that were on leave would come in and bring us food and, and presents and little games and stuff from their family things because they felt sorry for the people at work. And there was only, you know, we'd have an office of 40 people and there was maybe 10 or 12 of us covering the whole office. Yeah. But all those people wanted to be there. They were happy to be there. So music was pumping and the people that were coming in to be serviced by our job were all in good spirits. Like it, it was great. And it all helps to instill the, the, the cheer and the warmth and the magic that is Christmas. Yes. I'm not a Grinch. I mean, I'm no one That's what a Grinch would say. <laughs> no, no. I don't hate Christmas. But, I love Christmas. But? What makes you think there's a but? Because the way you're saying it. No, no. I love Christmas. I'm not a Grinch. And I love Christmas. No, there's just some certain little aspects of Christmas that I don't hate, but I just don't gravitate towards or take a liking to as much as other people. I partake, and now I have children, I see Christmas in a more meaningful light now, you know, what it means to them. So, yeah, I'm not a Grinch. But I still feel like there's a butt in there somewhere, Chris. <laughs> I just hear how you dress this up and <laughs> I'm dressed up to be the bad guy already. <laughs> so if anyone hasn't said it to you yet, let the lab kids be the first. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is a great time. Holidays, family time. Family time. And if there's one thing we know how to do, it's how to vibe out with family. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We got a lot of um, family traditions. And that's one thing that I'm very proud of is that our younger generators have started to have started our own Christmas traditions. Yeah. Like there are things our parents and their parents used to do every Christmas. And now there are things that we do every Christmas that we show our kids. So, um, you know, to the point where my daughter asked me at one point um, leading up to today's 
Leipzigian is uh, is there a cousin's Christmas this year? Wow. And that's what she called it. And that's what that's what um yeah, Chris and I I don't know if you know, but Chris and I are cousins and we have a uh, a lot of cousins. And any time we get together we call it a cousin's this or a cousin's that. So if we hang out together for the day, we call it a cousin's night our uh, cousin's day. Cousins Night, and now we have Cousins Christmas, where every Christmas we get together on Boxing Day, exchange gifts, play some games, eat some food, and destroy Chris's swimming pool. I don't know if you know that either, but um, Chris lives in quite an affluent area, wow. and he also has a swimming pool that caters for all our family summertime functions. Thanks for dressing it up. And for the family breaking my pool, with pleasure, man, because I love it when family come around. But <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys don't take your wet towels, nah. nah, it's good. It's good. But I love Christmas, man, and I can't wait. Christmas movies? You like Christmas movies? Yes. Yeah? I love movies, but yes. Of the Christmas kind or theme, I'm about it. Well, I had a feeling that you were going to ask me about this, and so even though you haven't, I went ahead and prepared myself a list to talk about. What kind of list? My top five Christmas movies. Wait a minute. Are you talking about the list I also made? About my top five Christmas movies? That we're going to battle out and see who's got the best? I wrote my own. That's... Have you seen mine? No. Have you got your own? I have my own. Are we just... Are we going to do this? Do you want to fight Christmas movies? Yes, I do, Chris. I want to fight Christmas movies with The Grinch. My top five Christmas movies coming in at number five. Wait, wait. We're going back and forth? Or are you yes. just going to slam out five and I... No. Okay. One at a time, and we see who's one wins. Ladies and gentlemen, the first of its kind. In a lab session, the lab kids go head to head. We don't have a soundboard, but... Top five Christmas movies. Coming in at number five on my side of the table, we've got The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus with an E, where (coughs) Tim Allen accidentally kills Santa Claus. And then he puts on the suit to help finish Santa Claus's run for that night. And he didn't see the fine print that says anyone who puts on Santa's costume, Santa's outfit, Santa's work clothes, then becomes Santa Claus. Yeah. And that was one of the first Christmas movies that made me feel like Christmas as a youngster and feel the magic of Christmas. And one scene I remember very vividly is when he goes to shave the beard off. And then he goes down, dries it off, takes the towel off, and the beard is back. Yes. And as a kid, I was like, what? Yo. What do you mean? That's not Santa Claus, but it is. Most, yeah, most people would know that iconic, just that scene, whether they've seen that movie or not. And you could say that could come in second to the famous uh, Macaulay Culkin mirror scene, Christmas. In terms of Christmas yeah, mirror yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah, but that's, okay. a, that's an iconic one. I wonder, wow, are not there bad. other Christmas mirror scenes? Yeah. But that's my number five. And if that doesn't set this up for an epic four, three, two, one, I don't know what does. All right. You've obviously come out with a bit of a jab there. Not bad. Not bad. You're going to see the tone I've taken. And hear me out. I've gone with the hilarious adult comedy, Bad Santa, starring Billy Bob Thornton. 
It's a super funny and perfectly portrays a low-life alcoholic man who clearly he does very well. Uh, there's a cute cup, uh, cute chubby kid in there. And is this is he the more center? That's him. Yeah, I remember the one. I mean, it's comedic. It's rough around the edges. It's raw, and I guess if you know me, it fits very well. I love a good comedy, and it also still has the lining of Christmas throughout the movie. Yes, and with the plot in there, I won't spoil if you haven't seen it. But also to mention, there's a couple of um, John Ritter and Bernie Mac, like couple, oh, of, couple of couple Legends. of goods. Yeah. So yeah, man, that that cast is pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, no. Despite the the dark, yeah, kind of underlying theme of that movie, <laughs> yeah, the Christmas spirit is still all through it. Is that an R restricted movie? I think it's R sixteen, R sixteen or thirteen. Old Billy Bob, eh? hey, it's Christmas. Billy Bob, your dog. That's my number five. Wow, I I don't even think you can battle those two movies. They're both two, yeah, different. Is it a similar word? I think so. I don't know what that means. Coming in at number four. And I I hated myself for writing this. And this actually was lower on my list. And then as I was making my list, it kind of moved up when I was thinking about these movies. When you watched it? Yeah. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Coming in at number four is Chris's favorite movie. Love actually and the notes i wrote down is that it's a a love story set in christmas time and i don't know about you but those are two of my favorite things christmas time and the classic love story the ensemble cast includes liam neeson hugh grant emma oh emma t what's her name emma thompson colin firth alan rickman and the interweaving stories that portray the realistic style of love the different types of romantic love long distance love infidelity unrequited love like if you're a a rom-com guy it covers all the bases and there's also a particular x-rated x-rated r-rated version that includes a storyline with a a porn actor that like you someone might say it doesn't include all types of love it even includes that wait 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 what did you just say? There's an alternative version to that movie? Yes. I didn't know that. I mean, I've only seen the one with the the porn character and that storyline. But I haven't seen... No, that's the one. Yeah. And they're in various positions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's talking... No, sorry, I heard you wrong. Are you saying there's a separate... I mean, yeah. a different version there's of that movie without- to make... They take away all of that part. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the rest of the movie. To make it a family. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Ah, oh, see, that's nice. why that's your favorite, because that's the only part you watched. No. But yeah, no, Love Actually, <laughs> if you love rom-coms, you got your bases covered. And if you like me and love Christmas time, I mean, what else isn't there to love about Love Actually? I love how you said all of that, because I clearly, it's... One of my favorite Christmas movies. (laughs) Just favorite Christmas movie. Admit it. No, you know why? Why? I'm glad you said all that because you've done the job for me. Coming in at number four is Love Actually. Wow. We got to do some of that one. All right. All right. All right. 
But yes, everything you said. And the only one I'll add is sometimes it's refreshing to watch like a Pommy movie or TV thing. You know, after like we're so Americanized yeah. and everything's American, which is cool. Yeah. I love all that. But like when you watch a Pommy background set like in there, it's good. It's different. Yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah. I just read up on it a little bit to remind me to jog the memory. But after this conversation, I feel like we would be doing the movie a disservice not to watch it together after this. If you must, you got to buy me. And um, that's how they show that. Sorry, while you were talking, that's how they show Love Actually on TV without yeah, the porn I've star seen, part. Yeah, obviously I don't watch all of it on TV. Yeah, because I got it. On DVD. Anyway, but I've never... Oh, have you got that deluxe version? Yo, double, that double CD. all the different stories as standalone stories. And then you can skip straight to the end and just watch all the porn scenes together. No. Oh. <laughs> no. I heard about Dirty it. Man. I, don't, I don't know. No. But yeah, number four. It's a goodie. Give me your number three. To make sure yours isn't the same as mine. All right. And my number three... So this one was probably a little bit higher, but after some consideration and some tossing and tossing and tossing and tossing and tossing and turning, I put this at number three, but I still love this movie, clearly. Will Ferrell, Elf. Will Ferrell, Elf. You've seen that? Yes, I have. Now, Will Ferrell's the type of comedian, you either love him or he's not your cup of tea. Because I've met some people who are like, nah, he's weird, but... If you love Will Ferrell, this encompasses his type and his style of com- comedy. And I think he was part of the writers as well. Yes. And again, Christmas movies, they know how to weave in the theme of Christmas and all that jolly goodness. But it's a family movie. But he taught me some adult stuff through mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He just, just these little seeds. It's funny. And his dad in the movie. What's his name? Looks like Gene Hackman to me in my mind. Sure, hey Gene. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's that guy who's also a casino owner in another show. But his dad in the movie is the classic. You hate him. Yeah, he's the bad guy. And then towards the end, you kind of sympathise with him. And then when the story—I mean, without killing it—when the story resolves, you completely change your mind about the guy. Um, they called Alf Buddy. I've, I listened to a podcast recently where the. Will Ferrell's partner, man partner in Gary Sanchez Productions. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you listen to this too. Um, I've forgotten his name right now. But there was a story about they were trying to get all their other movies produced, like Step Brothers and things like that. Yes. But no one wanted anything to do with it. Yep. Until they made Elf. They made a Christmas movie that appealed to the masses, but also allowed them to showcase their writing ability and Will Ferrell's um, versatility as as a comedic actor. And then... You're not talking about Judd. No, not Judd. Not Judd. Not Judd. Not Judd. Um, Who's the brother in Step Brothers? The real brother. John C. Riley. No, the real brother. Oh, yes. I know who... Yeah, nothing. It's who I think his name is. And that's who I thought I was listening to a podcast on. You thought you were listening to him? To him. And then the way he was talking about the movie, and then I looked him up, and he's not in any movie. He's just the partner, the writer, the producer. Oh. Yeah. But after Elf, they were given permission to do whatever they wanted, and then they started their own production company, and the rest, as they say, is history. But that's a solid, solid number three. I enjoyed that movie very much. Right. Yeah. 
But my number three. My number three doesn't pull at the the comedy strings. My number three pull at the heart strings. And at the heart of every Christmas story is the word believe. Whether you believe in Jesus, whether you believe in Santa, or whether you believe in love. Coming in at number three on my list is Miracle on 34th Street, the remake. Heartwarming. That's all I've written here. Heartwarming, underlined heartwarming. Mara Wilson, Richard Attenborough, the heartiest Santa Claus you could wish for. What year was that movie? 94. I know it's and it's yeah. been a while since I've seen it, but I remember yeah. it being. And there was that the girl on Matilda, at her cutest. She was a little bit younger than her Matilda Yo. character at the time. Oh, not Matilda. Is it Matilda? Matilda. Okay. What's the movie with the orphan? Annie. Oh, completely different movie. Yes, Matilda. And then, as a child, you watch the movie and you're drawn into the the child's. Um, story and, yeah. and her trying to get her family to believe that this guy is Santa Claus and he doesn't have a problem with it. He knows that the adults don't believe her and and you, you, you go along with her in that story but you watch it again as an adult and then the added courtroom drama brings in an adult perspective and like this is absolutely ridiculous. How can this guy be Santa Claus? And then you're able to enjoy it as an as an as an adult because the dialogue changes. We're in the courtroom. There's specific uh, legal <coughs> legal jargon and things like that. And I I just think it's a movie that is isn't as celebrated as it should be because there is also a, an original that was 19. I was gonna, I was going to make up a number, but I will be wrong. And an original that was made beforehand. So it's always difficult race when you're trying to fight against yourself. But Miracle on 34th Street, my number three. Nice. You know, Santa on that, is that Jurassic Park guy? Yes. Oh, yo. I always oh. thought they look alike. And that's why. Because they do look alike. Yes. They're brothers. That's they are one. brothers. Do you know who his brother is? Who? <laughs> oh, hence, hence why I asked. The Animal Planet guy. Here we have David Attenborough. Yes, they're brothers. <laughs> no, what's his name? The actor Richard. <laughs> Richard Attenborough and David Attenborough. Get are out! Brothers. Get out! Richard Attenborough and David Attenborough are brothers. Oh, what's the other Matilda song? Send me on my way. Say, say, say what you're gonna say. say, what you're gonna say. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It's his brother. I thought you were talking about John. He's other brother, John. That's embarrassing. So, who's the prime minister of Brexit? <laughs> <laughs> What's that name? John Edinburgh. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, he just. <laughs> 
What's his name? That's Borat. Borox? Borat? What's his name? Borat? What's the guy's name? Borat. The, the real one? Yeah. The, uh, I don't know. He's just pommy Trump to <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> he looks like it. If you look up David Attenborough, Richard Attenborough, there's a third brother, John Atten, John Attenborough, Shit. and his photo looks like yo man that guy's name. Oh, we're terrible. Nah, stop. Know your current affairs, G. Know yeah, your stop. current affairs. But for real though, if you guys are not getting educated every session, <sighs> clean your ears because I've just learned two cool things. The love actually, there's two versions, and that David Attenborough created Jurassic Park. <laughs> So it was a true story. Yeah. Let's go. Number two. Number two coming in for me. Number two, number two, number two. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for this Christmas. Another movie with a strong cast featuring an American speaking pommy, Idris Elba. The lovely and the talented Loretta Devine. Idris. The multi-talented Chris Brown, the gold standard of black actresses, Regina King. Yo. And I've read here at the end, Stomp the Yard Guy, Christopher oh. Columbus. The second time he plays a brother to Chris Brown and Chris Brown doesn't die. And this portrays a real Christmas in a black family, including the dramas and everything that unfolds. And then there's that song. During the movie, if you haven't seen the movie, please, I was going to say stop listening right now, but then you might not come back. So I'm sorry. But in that movie, Chris Brown plays the baby of the family and he ducks out. He tells everyone that he's going on a date. But what they don't know is that he's actually going to sing at an open mic night. And in another part of the movie, the Chris Brown's brother, Stomp the Yard, he's trying to leave the house to meet up with his secret wife. That no one knows about And they're like Where are you going? He goes I'm just going out Before you go on Sorry You know I haven't seen this movie? No Ever in my life Have you heard of it? Yeah yeah 100% Yeah and I know the song But carry on I'm gonna watch it Yeah And then um, The brother tries to leave To meet up with his secret wife And then Idris Elba Being the older brother Says no you're not going by yourself We're coming with you Let's go out Get brothers Sister let's go And then almost everyone Goes to this club And then he um, Stomp the Yard goes and meets his, his missus and goes sorry babe I haven't told anyone about you you can't be here you gotta go and so she goes and then he comes back and then everyone kicks together and just listening to music and whatnot. and then all of a sudden they hear I forgot his name something Whitfield Michael Whitfield and they're like hey is that baby they all look up and Chris Brown comes out and then he starts singing and granted it's not the best version of the Otis Redding classic Classic jam, try a little tenderness. Mm. But within the confines of the movie and the disbelief that you're supposed to have suspended, it is perfect. And the way the family opened up to him and his talents in that moment, it's just heartwarming, you know? Makes me feel very warm inside. And then, of course, the, the movie is named after this Christmas, which is another classic, classic Christmas song by the late, great Donny Hathaway. And Chris Brown also sings a cover of that in this movie. And then right at the end of the movie, the cast do an impromptu 
Soul Train line. I was going to call it a conga line. Soul Train line. Yep. And everyone's out of character and they're just themselves and they're just jamming to Off the Wall, I think it is, and just going down and just being real and it's just so heartwarming. Is that the tingly moment yeah. at the end of the movie that yeah. you don't want it to end? Like you want the to bad guy family? too. The bad guy in the movie, yeah. he's in there and he's no longer the bad guy. He's just a guy. That, that always makes you yeah. like, oh, I hated you for like two hours yeah. and now, wow. Yeah. This Christmas. This Christmas. Coming in at number two. What you got for number two? Damn. That was a pretty good one. Not when you told me, but after you described it. I'm going to watch that one, actually. Maybe tonight. My number two. Things started to get a bit cliche, but you can't argue with it. I'm going to give you a clue. Home Alone 1 <laughs> What were you doing? Remember that? It's like a symphony soundtrack part I, I don't know That didn't sound like a symphony to me I spent all night listening to a symphony And that's not it I shouldn't have said that I probably shouldn't have done that But my number two is Home Alone Part 1 It's iconic Everyone's seen it Everyone knows what it's about The more times you watch it The less it gets tingly for you You can't argue with me Number one Especially as a kid growing up And if you know me I've never been a bad boy But I've always been up to mischief And that kid The character Macaulay Culkin Or Kevin He's very mischievous And I always wanted to aspire to That level of mischief? Yeah, yeah It's just my imagination I still remember trying to set up booby traps And Do what he done Always imagine, wow, what if I just stole some money and gone shopping? Like, live that movie. Yeah. <sighs> number one. I mean, Home Alone 1 is you my know, number two. It's such a non-thing for me that I don't even call it Home Alone 1. The other movies don't exist. This is just Home Alone. It's that far apart from 2 and 3. And even 4. There's 4 with a new kid. Oh, they nah, tried yeah, to yeah. do um, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I mean Home Alone 2 and 3 is cool because they bring back the same people but Home Alone 1 is just amazing by itself so amazing in fact that it is my number one Home Alone 1 yeah that's it Home Alone 1 is my number one it has comedy mm-hmm. it has adventure and it has drama but better and more so than Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci Woof. and Daniel Stern Woof. make that movie. 100%. You could have any other wet bandits and it might have had the same appeal. It might have reached the heights that it did. But the reason that it absolutely has, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. I agree 100%. What's your favorite booby trap? <clears throat> I mean, I, I haven't thought about it either. I just thought about it right now as I'm, as I'm telling you. And I think everyone that Daniel Stern is involved in is my favorite. Oh, just his yo. face, his reactions. To reiterate your point, you could put it this way, bro. People might come for me for this, but say there's an alternate universe where this movie's made. Take out Macaulay, still leave the bad guys. This movie might... Might and probably still reach the heights, and then vice versa. Maybe not. M- more likely not. Yeah. 
know what I mean? So you have different McCauley's, West Bandits. McCauley's good. Yeah. He was the guy, but you're right. They make it. Because there's a bunch of cute kids out there. Yeah. But it, and I mean, if you're honest. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Where we going? If you're honest, how much acting was Macaulay Culkin actually doing? He has very little facial expression. His tone doesn't vary much throughout the movie. That's true. But at that time of cinema, at his very young age, he's very professional. And I think that's okay. what they liked. And he had a, he had a Hollywood face. Because there's also a saying amongst the director's circles is, to the two rules of Hollywood is never work with kids or animals. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. And in Macaulay Culkin, they have both. Wow. Also, um, a fun little tidbit, Buzz's girlfriend. Yes. In the photo. Yes. The director of the movie thought that it was mean to make any girl that person. Character. Yeah. Yeah. So he dressed up his son as a girl and took a photo of her and said that was Buzz's girlfriend. I'd feel like that's meaner. Why? Because you put your son as the ugly girl. Yeah. Because my son would be an ugly girl. Oh, I see what he was trying to do, but... Well, not, well he did do it because you didn't even know it. Yeah, but I've Just known it to Don't this talk point. about my number one. Don't talk about my number as one. As Buzz, ugly girlfriend. Anyway, that's a good number one. Yeah. Which means your number one is better than Home Alone. Yes. And Bing, if, if the first movie can be good and great, how can anything be better? You make another one. Ladies and gentlemen, my number one is Home Alone Part 2. Cue the Steve Austin music. Stone Cold Steve Austin is coming here, throwing up tables, pushing over lights, coming, kicking you in the stomach, giving you the Stone Cold Stunner because Chris, what the actual F? Tell me why that is your number one. And this is going to stem on to another list that we're going to battle, and it's about sequels. But this is one of the only movies that has they've made a sequel, and it's just elevated. It's very hard these days for people to make movies and for the movie to get better with the characters, to add more, to give more. Sister Act 2? Terminator 2? But sorry, I, I cut you off there. Carry on. Terminator 1 was better. In terms of the big scheme of things, is like revolutionary that movie I don't even remember it part one yeah Linda Hamilton in the tunnel yeah no I mean I know Linda Hamilton but <laughs> Linda Olympics <laughs> Olympics <laughs> but really Home Alone 2 Home Alone 2 lost yeah. in New York lost in New York because I felt like I well we well those movies came up before I could but when I was watching it I felt as I got older the next one got older and I felt I felt part of that movie I'm like man my next adventure could be this they come at me for my list I'm just saying that's how I felt and I'll add like it's a very there's not much between them if you swap those two I could still sleep at night but I had to make a decision mm. who my starting five was going to be mm. am I number one and captain and that's why you called it Home Alone number one because Indeed. number two was a thing for you, whereas yeah. me, number two, was a nothing. But I mean, I have to go with the pigeon lady. Yes. She's, she's, a, she's, she's a, a solid memory for that. Um, what else we got? 
Rob Schneider. Sticky Bandits. That's when they became the Sticky Bandits. Is that when he wore the glove and stuck it in the What money? was the Bandits? What was the first one? Wet Bandits. Wet Bandits. Yeah. Oh, yes. Sticky Bandits. Yeah. I mean, you don't even know your movie? I just remember how I felt. Mm. That's all that matters. And the booby traps in the abandoned apartments. Yes. What was the premise of that story? He was going to stay with uncle and auntie, and they weren't. They didn't know me. How how was he lost in New York? Oh, he boarded the wrong plane. Oh, he boarded the wrong plane. He smashed into the flight or the ticket lady, and all the tickets went on the ground. Okay. Yeah. Even to this day, when I watch that scene, I'm like, what the? This ain't some. But you go along for the ride. Yeah. It's really ridiculous. Cool. Wow, thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, the top five Christmas movies of the Lab Kids. Whose list is better? We both had Home Alone in ours. We both had Love Actually in ours. I had a movie that Chris didn't even watch. I mean, shout out to White Christmas uh, with Bing Crosby, my dad. That, that, That came in close for me. Um, Die Hard mm. You know It's a Christmas movie And I, I saw some list Recently on Online And They talked about What other action movies There are And they took photos Screenshots of every movie That had a Christmas Something in the background And if Die Hard Is a Christmas movie Then so was Rocky 1 Because when Rocky Goes to the There's some office There's a photo Of Rocky talking to somebody And in the back Oh Rambo one of those, sorry, please forgive me. There's a Christmas tree on someone's desk far in the back. And if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then that movie is too. Is that the argument up yeah. there? Because there's nothing Christmassy about Die Hard other than it happened during Christmas. The f- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah the famous yeah. Uh, Hans Gruber, uh, Nakatomi Plaza. And if you're a big fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, then you're also a fan of Die Hard because that is... The main protagonist of the movie uh, of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Jake Peralta's favorite movie. Die Hard. Excuse me. How many Die Hards are there? Five. Five. I'm guessing five. Yeah, five. V, Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance. V is the Roman numeral four. Six. It takes me back to another joke that I've heard from um, Between Two Ferns with old... Zach Galifianakis mm, I love that guy Interviewing the beautiful Natalie Portman And he asked her You shaved your head For V for Vendetta Is it true You also shaved your V For vagina <laughs> <laughs> Zach Galifianakis I love you man And I know I know you watch this too So thanks for supporting The podcast Miss you Zach Stop on by Whenever Zach you're Galifianakis. free Another Good uh, Zach Galifianakis Gag is oh see I can't even remember it exactly so it's not gonna do it any justice but when he uses the R word in Hangover they're driving in the car something about his teacher or something but she was a retired nah he's talking about um, Rain Man he's like you can't you can't count cards you can't count cards and rob a casino he's like yeah well Rain Man did it and he was a retired (laughs) and he's a yeah, yeah. Zach Galifianakis and due date with Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Robbie. Robbie Downey Jr. And Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx, the uh, dad in the coffee can. <laughs> and when he's uh, pleasuring himself, oh, Robert Downey Jr. is <laughs> in the car. 
<laughs> I forgot about the movie. That's a good one, That's man. a good one. That's, That's a good, good one. Um, <coughs> Zach Galifianakis. And if you haven't seen Between Two Ferns, there's a, there's a YouTube talk show that also became a movie. And Zach Galifianakis plays the role of Zach, the unawares talk show host who just has these crazy out-of-it questions. Um, and I can't remember, but some of them are good. Paul Rudd. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> and he says something like is it true that you only use uh, an English accent to take away from the fact that you can't act <laughs> <laughs> and then the bloopers of them are just as hilarious yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to see there's a crack up too but um, one that I don't think I've seen bloopers of is the Obama episode because I think Obama is a straight G and he just went in there guns blazing you can't crack me you won't break me Unless they they had the the bloopers on purpose, but did you see Obama was under that one? Yeah, point? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that one had, clearly had to be like super scripted and time frame and approved. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also feel like Obama's the kind of guy who says, "Just, just let's just go and do it. Won't have to approve it." Yeah, I go with that too. Is he cool? Yeah. What? Yeah. Is he cool? Yeah. Is that voice cool? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise I was doing it. He said it twice. I thought you were putting it on. Nah, yeah, that's a cool voice. But I think he's cool too. I think he's cool. He seems cool, eh? I mean, the, you've said it so much now. I'm not sure. Am I uncool for thinking he's cool? No, no, no. I was just more emphasizing, like, when I asked you, is he cool? And you gave me your eyes watered a little bit and you gave me the smirk and you said, yeah. <laughs> and then I repeated my question and you went, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Shit. He must be cooler to some more than others. <laughs> yeah. He's Barack, cool, man. The abominable snowman. Speaking of Christmas movies, thank you for your list. You also said there was another list that you were working on. Yeah, man. I went ahead. I just got in my Christmas feels. And if you've done the same list as me, Chris, I feel like we're either in super sync or you you're going through my stuff. Was it a top five first? Well, obviously, it's okay. always a top five. We'll say it at the same time. We'll say mm. top five and then whatever your list is. Okay. One, two, three. Top, top five, five songs, Christmas songs. Music. Song music. You just done music? Christmas songs, music. You done music as well? Yes. Christmas? Yes. I hate you with all my love. Coming in at number five for me, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by The Tomorrow People. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Uh, this rendition is such a smooth and soulful beginning, paying homage to the original with the Rhodes keyboard and then the drums kick in, flip it on its head, the bass line comes in, the guitar starts chicking along, the guy's vocal comes in, giving it a different feel and it makes Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. <laughs> 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 Excuse me. Bless me, thank you. And I was trying to get out my words before that sneeze came. But have yourself a merry little Christmas with an authentic reggae Kiwi summertime vibe coming in at my number five. Thank you tomorrow, people. What you got, number four? Number five. Number five, Boys to Men, Silent Night. Oh, We don't need rights for that because I can give you a little snippet. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't. Because also the lyrics are copyrighted by Jesus, so you can't sing them without being solid. Is that the same one they sung on um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yes, it is. I, yes. 
Very good. But it's boys to me, man. Sheesh. They good. Coolie High Harmony. Coming in at number four for me is a song by my very own dad, Bing Crosby. The classic. The most, the highest selling record of all time. White Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. I thought you said you could sing if you'd be solid. Recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Here's something I was looking up the song and why it's cool. And one of them is that it was recorded in 18 minutes. I thought you were about to say the year. Yeah. In a couple of takes, Bing Crosby finished recording one of his takes and he goes, I don't think we have a problem with that one, Irving. Irving was the producer. And then they just went with that last recording because Bing Crosby said it was fine. So what we hear, the iconic song that we hear... Wasn't a complete... Did you say one production take? ...productional masterpiece. Well, it was recorded in 18 minutes. How many takes can you do? The song isn't 18 minutes long. Yeah. So I don't know if maybe they recorded yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the orchestra first and then, I don't know. But 18 Still. minutes was recorded and he said, I don't think we have a problem with that one. It's done. That's a boss move. And it became... It has become the highest selling record, not just Christmas song, but the highest selling record of all time. Really? Yeah. I'm confused with that. I don't know what the specifics are, but what about like Michael Jackson and stuff like that? Beatles record. Single. Single. Yeah. Ah, that is it. Yeah. The number one. Yeah. Damn. And White Christmas by Bing Crosby coming in at number four for me. What you got, big boy? Big Boy's got number four. And my number four is Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. All I Want for Christmas is Everyone you. knows that. Yeah. And as much as I still sometimes get annoyed, the, the more it plays, you can't change the song at the supermarket, at the department stores. You can't help but jam with it. You push that trolley, you shop for your gifts, and you're singing along, just like she sung it to you when you grew up. At your grandma's house in Otara And they're playing it on Some old school record player I mean it wasn't record It was radio But It's still It's royalty mm-hmm. And she Living off the royalties Of that song for a long time Because right. That song recharts Every single year Right Every single year Timeless But I'm gonna go ahead And play you my number three Because It's a vibe And my number three Goes like this Sleigh bells ring. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening in the lane? Jason Mraz. Snow is glistening. Singing the timeless Christmas track. We're happy tonight. We're walking walking in a winter wonderland. wonderland. And gone away. Do you remember that, Jam? I do. We used to jam that one quite a bit at the uh, lab back in the day. Yeah, it's bringing back memories already. Summer, beach, Christmas. Guitar, piano, smooth vocals, the bossa nova rhythm, happy, up-tempo song with harmonies layered by Jason Raz himself. What else can you ask for in a Christmas song? Thank you, Jason Mraz. Coming in at number three for me. Yeah, number three. My number three? Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to say names and you're going to know exactly who they are. Michael, Michael. Tito, Tito, Denzel. Michael, Tito, Tito Randy, Randy Jackson. <laughs> Randy, well, here's Jackson. Toto, Tito, Tito. <laughs> Tito. <laughs> Marvin. Marvin, yeah, get a switch, Marvin. Yeah. What's the song? Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus coming to, is coming to town. <laughs> Why that song? Again, that song, every time I hear it, it takes me back to a childhood Christmas time. Well, then, let me take you back. Hey. See how they break it down? Uh, they got funky with it. And you never heard the song like this. No. Until you heard them do it. I mean, classic. I love this song. They're, Jackson 5 have a few. Have a few Christmas songs. Right. Yeah, yeah. That would be a little bit difficult to choose from. But that's very good. That's a... Uh, very good option there, Chris. But I'm going to see your Jackson 5. Mm. And I'm going to raise you some Jesus music. That starts off with the beautiful harmonies of the Boney M Choir. The song focuses on Jesus being the reason of the season. But also, it's party time. And this is what it sounds like when people have a party. This song takes me back to my childhood. But my childhood at the Robeck household. Where my Nana Robeck would have all her kids there with their kids. And we would eat and we would drink and we would party. Not drink at the time because I was a kid. But this song was a staple on that playlist. The whole... Boney M Christmas album Still But this one specifically Thank you Boney M What you got next? Number two? Yes sir Ladies and gentlemen My number two Christmas song Is Otis Redding Version of White Christmas If you're not familiar Get familiar You know Otis can take you places just come into the music, man. Let yourself go. You thought it was gonna hit, but it's gonna take you for a ride. I am dreaming, dreaming of a white, white Christmas. Always has a, has a brokenness to his voice, eh? Right. Like the one when you listen to him sing this. I believe he is truly dreaming of a white Christmas like the ones he used to know. Honey, it's where the treetops, treetops, listen. Oh, yes. Thank you, Otis. Thank you, Odie. Thank you, Odie. And that leads us to my number one Christmas song of all time at Christmas time. That's my number one! Bells will be ringing. Yeah! 
Lab kids, lab session, man. Merry Christmas, everyone. We're in sync. We hope you are too this Christmas. Be safe. Be kind to one another. We will be back. But in the meantime, if you haven't been home for Christmas, if you haven't been in touch with that loved one, if there's a grudge that you're holding on to, if there's a difficulty that you haven't dealt with, if you were waiting for a sign, let this be it. Because I can tell you right now that that is everybody's hope, is that you will just please come in for Christmas. And even if it's not for Christmas, by New Year's night. When I listen to the song, it makes me wish I was in the war So that someone could sing this for me Because if you sung me the song, baby, I'm coming home I'm coming home right now Because I feel this And I feel the Christmas magic It is the time of year To be with the ones you love So I think that's a perfect place for us as the Lab Kids to sign off. We want to thank you guys for joining us for the ride that has been 2023. Mm-hmm. We might release some micro content from between now and when we come back in the new year. But I just want you to know that we love you. We appreciate your support. And we can't wait to come back in the new year. Chris, you want to take us out with a guitar solo? My headphones up. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Merry Christmas from the lab and from the lab kids. Check on the homies. No one's too gangster. Love them. Hug them. Hey.